You're listening to season three, episode twenty-eight. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. I am Therese and I'm your host. I run a business called Small Business Collaborative, where I help business owners grow their businesses, get very clear on their profit margins, work out their wholesale prices, exhibit at new shows, approach retailers and in general grow their businesses and scale their wholesale. I am so excited about today's guest. So many of you have requested this and I think it's even more interesting with the timing now because of course as we all know lots of trade shows are happening online this year instead of the traditional in-person events so that is a lot of unknowns. I feel like we have become experts on unknowns in our industry now but the um, virtual events are taking place and I'm super super excited to say that today we have Jessica Dornuf who's the event director at Spring and Autumn Fair with us on the podcast and she shares with us what is happening with Autumn Fair at Home which is their live event happening next week and she also talks about well she shares some exciting news which I'm not going to give away here in the intro but you will have to listen to the episode to find out more but we also talk about trade shows in general what to think about if you haven't exhibited at the show before she shares all her tips about exhibiting in your first show what to do and what not to do etc so i think this will be a super interesting and very timely episode for you if you are exhibiting at one of the virtual trade shows like autumn fair at home or if you are considering booking one of the shows for next year at autumn fair at home next week there will of course be lots of independent retailers tuning in and buyers for independent shops but I am also happy to say me and Jessica spoke a little bit about it and some of the reasons why some people exhibited shows is because they want to see those key buyers those large buyers so it's really great that they still managed to speak to the large retailers and get them excited about the events. So, you know, there will be the supermarkets like Sainsbury's and Tesco's. Then you will have your Amazon, Lakeland, Next, Matalan, B&Q, Disney and that sort of store. But also more lifestyle gifty stores like Eden Project and Jojo Mama Baby. There will be fashion like Jewels and New Look matches fashion and then you will have people like joy and the natural history museum and sophology so i am quite excited about next week's event not only because i'm actually moderating one of their panels it's a panel called shop local winning the customers voting with their wallet which i think is very very timely and very much a thing this year it's always a thing but I think I mean you guys know that our listeners of this podcast that I think that small businesses has been the winners 
in this very difficult, challenging situation we have found ourselves in and people have been voting with their wallets. So I'm really, really pleased to be moderating this panel. It's next week on the 9th of September, which is on Wednesday at 1pm. So if you are taking part in the event or you are signing up to have a look at what it's about, come and join us. It would be lovely to see some familiar faces. I'll be speaking to Kathy, who's the owner of The Naked Pantry, which is a zero waste shop, and Samantha, who's the owner of Nest. It's a mini chain I suppose of three independent gift stores and Georgina from AfroTouch Designs who you will have heard from on the podcast before and if you haven't then you can have a look back through the season and you will find Georgina's episode. I am so looking forward to next week and I would love to hear do you are you guys taking part in any of the virtual trade shows that are happening this September and if so which ones let me know tag me over on Instagram tell me where you're tuning in tell me what events you're taking part in I'm small underscore business underscore collaborative love to hear from you as always it's always so exciting to see where you are listening and of course it also helps others discover the podcast too so if you have any business friends that are exhibiting at these trade shows or are thinking about trade shows this might be a good episode to let them know about we're gonna head straight into my chat with jessica now i really really hope that you enjoy it and here's my talk with jessica from spring and autumn fair Hello, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Finally, we get to speak. <laughs> yeah, it's so good because I've had so many requests from someone from a trade show to come and talk to us. So that's so lovely. No, I'm absolutely delighted to come and take part for sure. Could you start off by telling me us a little bit more about what your role is and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the event director for Spring and Autumn Fair, um, which are part of Hive Group. And for those that know, it's obviously Spring and Autumn Fair are the UK's largest gift and home trade shows. Um, So I've had the pleasure now of working on these shows for over 10 years. Well, we've been in the industry quite similar time, I think. I think so, yes, (laughs) because you used to be one of my customers when I was actually one of the account managers. So yeah, yeah, no, it's really great. Um, You know, I've I've worked on these shows for 10 years and I absolutely love the retail industry, which is why I've stayed and been part of it all of this time, I think. And I've had the pleasure of actually, you know, as I said, working with lots of amazing brands and customers over the years and then now eventually um, run the two events. If you like retail there's nothing not to like I don't think about it. I get to see all of the wonderful new launches that people have, new products that are going to be coming out so that's always really exciting every year seeing that coming to life. Yeah and you get to see it before everyone. (laughs) Exactly yeah. (laughs) I still can't go around without thinking "Mm, that looks nice what about that but um to the dismay, I think, of my husband that's like, do not buy any more products for this house. (laughs) (laughs) I've had that too. I now go through phases too. I buy the same type of products. I've gone through a blanket phase. I've gone through a jug phase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think especially at the moment now, actually, it's kind of one of the big things, isn't it? It's kind of cocooning. But I think they're going to be looking at changing that word slightly about because everybody has been at home. Yeah. It's kind of, it's about making their nest, but also working from home. 
has been yeah. a big part of that. So there's lots of products and lines that have been coming out through this time as well. Yeah, I think it's so much fun and people have not maybe bothered to do a home office the same way as we used to back in the day, I guess. No, yeah, I think people have like sh- sh- showing off their offices actually. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all on team calls, Zoom calls and actually, you know, when you're, when you're seeing your colleagues every day or even customers or whoever it is that you're speaking to, you might spot something in the background and be like, oh, that looks really nice. And then actually people are quite happy now to show off their home offices and what they're doing (laughs) I've seen lots of things on Instagram and Pinterest as well that have been you know rated top rated and a lot of it has been home offices yeah no I you're right and it's like you know what we maybe would have spent on like a new dress or like a new top to go into the office in mm-hmm. we would have spent on like a new picture to hang behind your <laughs> yeah no, like, absolutely. Behind your head <laughs> yeah no for sure we were talking about it trends in the office we have like a weekly uh, like town hall and we talk about trends as well within that just across our retail community within within our office and everybody that works here mm. and a big part of it you know is the working from home but that doesn't reflect just into home accessories it is into also uh, it does go into fashion yeah absolutely um, so everybody's been talking about it's kind of like a lot more people are wearing active wear at home or maybe not so formal dresses and suits into work but they're looking at different types of uh, yeah what to be wearing at home when you're on a call obviously we know maybe some people are just dressing appropriately on the top half (laughs) (laughs) and you won't see that they're wearing pjs at the bottom but that's absolutely fine (laughs) not all the time maybe not quite pjs but like you know like yoga pants or like um, you know workup pants or yeah or something like that so tell me a little bit more because obviously with everything that has happened we at one stage we thought shows were going to go ahead and then you guys took the decision quite early to run autumn fair at home instead didn't you yes we did so yeah i mean you know we've we've been very lucky that a lot of our customers have supported spring and autumn fair for many years many you know long before i was part of the spring and autumn fair so our community itself has been working you know these shows have been going for combined like 100 years plus so exhibitors that you know work with us you know they're family run businesses and you know they really are partners partnered with us so a big thing for us was to actually contact all of our customers and ask them what's happening with their business how are they doing and what would they like us to do we'd obviously love to run the event but we were only going to run the event if it was the right thing to do for our customers and our customers meaning the exhibitors but also the retailers so I think we managed actually to get through nearly to over 90% of our exhibitors at that time and also we did speak to hundreds of retailers and a lot of them said for this year they would be more comfortable with a a live platform online um, and for us not to run the show so we listened to our customers from the feedback from our community and that's actually what has inspired Awesome Fair at Home. That's exciting I think it's great that you managed to speak to so many of them. Yeah I think uh, yeah it was great that they picked up the phone (laughs) Um, (laughs) but also you know and these uncertain times there were people on furlough but again we've been so lucky that we've we've spoken to many businesses for years we're speaking to the owners of these companies we have their you know their direct emails or direct uh, mobile numbers and we have the relationships so with the team that we have you know they have built these relationships over a long time and are happy to take our calls which is great and the big part you know when you listen to the the exhibitors the retailers and the wider community putting then something together like Autumn Fair at Home it's going to allow our exhibitors to then showcase their latest collections and new products and Mm -hmm. provide what would have been our visitors with the opportunity to find these 
but actually yeah. in a virtual format. Yeah, so, but it's so new to everyone. How is it, it is. going to work? <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I, I guess the point is as well, you know, despite the difficulties of the year, mm. you know, some retailers will continue to, to buy and sell, you know, and they've missed out on the opportunity that the show would have normally brought to them. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this, as I said, it was, it was kind of from our visitors saying, what, you know, what can you do for us? We want to discover and find new products. Mm. So by doing this, we're going to do it in a video first format that gives people that little bit of a taste of what makes these brands so different and special. It's going to be split into three key elements. We've got the virtual showroom. We yeah. also have um, video presentations, which uh, we're going to be calling, but well, we are calling product showcases. And then we have some fantastic conference content. So yeah. I think the biggest thing for exhibitors that they're probably going to be most comfortable with at first is the, the virtual showroom. This will give buyers the opportunity basically to explore exhibitors' profiles and their brands um, that they'd normally see at the show. But on here, exhibitors can essentially put on um, showcase product imagery. They can have videos um, as well as lookbooks and catalogues. So everything in one place. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the best videos, I mean, that we've had actually are those ones that people have used and actually recorded with their mobile phones because they're so interactive and they can really talk and you can hear the passion about the products that they're selling and what they're showcasing for the year ahead. I love that. That's what I've been saying to people that have asked me you know what can I do and I was like it doesn't have to be super polished it has to show yes what you're about absolutely I mean and the thing is retailers will be able to go on there and they'll be able to filter and look search by products mm -hmm. if they you know they may not know the an exhibitor that they're looking for they're actually just looking for a product mm -hmm. and as well we'll still have trails so things like sustainability is still really key and yeah. also clearance is very big at the moment and has been going very well for customers. And then the biggest one that has been increasing more and more, I think at the moment, it's also made in Britain products. Yeah. But we will be keeping those three trails on there. So exhibitors can tag that they are part of that. You know, if they're a sustainable product, if they have clearance items or if they're made in Britain. And so it will make it really easy for those retailers to go on there and actually look for that. I think that those will be really big. And that way they can discover things they weren't looking for. So they don't have to go to stationery and only see stationery tag things. They will also see things they did not think of searching for, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're a lifestyle shop or a lifestyle brand, you don't just sell one type of product or item. You've created an image and a brand. Mm. So there'll be lots of products and ranges that you might want to have across your store or, you know, whether it's, it's bricks or clicks, you know, mm -hmm. you'll want to showcase what, what's right for you. I, I mean, I guess the part of this that I'm kind of more excited about, uh, you know, are about the product showcases that I've planned. Yeah. You know, it's about creating something more engaging for the retailers because it, as you just said, it is really key for them to discover as many new brands and products as possible. Yeah. And how will that work? Essentially, we've created showcase hours where buyers will have the opportunity to watch up to 10 videos. Now, don't worry. <laughs> Each video is under five minutes long. Okay. Um, <laughs> but each video will actually have a different brand and they'll talk about their business, their products, yeah. you know, what they love about them. And then also key things like delivery times. Um, okay. We are going to make it 
you know, slightly easier. So depending on what's most of interest to you across the two day um, live events, you know, we're going to have sector specific showcases. So there'll be a gift edit, there'll be a living and home edit, and then also our summer house collective. So a little bit like the show is laid out. Exactly. That's exactly what we wanted to do. So if people are comfortable and they, and as they have been visiting the shows for many years, they will find and recognize brands and the products that they're looking for. And then they can shop that way essentially, but on the the live event. That's great. That 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 will be more maybe comfortable for them yeah for the buyers nothing is going to replace and I think this is something we've we've said you know nothing will ever replace that face-to-face interaction Mm. um, and that touch and feel elements but unfortunately that's not where we are at the moment but you know, we think this is going to give our, our retail community really great value. Yeah. And I think, you know, already um, our exhibitors that are working with us, I mean, it's fantastic. We've already have over 350 exhibitors that have signed up. So, you know, they're really excited. And some of the videos I said that have been coming in have been absolutely amazing. And there's some great, great product launches for next year. That's exciting. And how, how are the retailers? Are you... How are you getting them to register? I mean, normally they register because they're going right yeah so we've actually run up it's essentially how we'd run like a vis a visitor promotion yeah. campaign we've just done this but instead it's it's awesome fair at home campaign mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it's exactly to the same i mean we're very lucky you know we've been running the shows for many years we have a massive community that yeah. uh, follow us whether it's via our, you know our email campaigns and social media and they can register and go on to awesome fair dot com mm-hmm. and can register for the two-day event they can also look at profiles now that are live oh okay already so now look, yeah so they should be able to start to look at those fairly shortly that's great they can have a look at products we'll also have on there there will be a way that they can contact an exhibitor okay so they can actually click contact and write a note and they might say you know i'm really interested in your new cups and sources ranges you know could you send me more details on these now here are my details and then obviously when the videos are live too, and we have those two days of videos that there are kind of live commentary so people can comment. I think what would be really exciting is we wanted to try and keep as well that content that our visitors love when we have Autumn Fair or mm. Spring Fair when it's live. So, you know, we will have on-demand content and each day we'll have a trend session, which hopefully will equip buyers and brands with insight into what consumers will be buying next year oh that's interesting yeah yeah because I mean that's a big part of the shows and it has been for years and you know when people have said what they like about the shows they really do still love the content and they want to hear about what's new and where they should be looking I mean a a part of it as well which I really like we wanted to see that how people have fared this year you know really delve into those stories of those that are thriving at the moment because there are people out there that are thriving at the moment during the difficult times yeah hopefully then offer some little nuggets of advice that will mean another business can potentially follow in their footsteps. So there's going to be some like nice live Q and A's, which I think people can really feel that they're part of that community when they're, when they're on and they sign on. Yeah. And then you're giving them tons of value, I suppose, for Absolutely. taking the time out of their day to, you know, look on the computer screen, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Which a lot of us have been doing. I mean, I guess that the biggest thing for us at the moment is that I think I, I kind of shared it with you briefly before we got to space today is, you know, I am really excited that I can exclusively share some news with you. Yeah, me too. Um, what else? podcast today. <laughs> so it's really exciting. We'll be announcing that the UK government is partnering with Spring and Autumn Fair in recognition of how important are the 
our events are in the UK retail industry. We'll be hosting a series of webinars and learning sessions. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting. It's something that's been working on the background now for some time. And, you know, I just think it's going to be so important, the bounce back plan. And we're going to be, you know, making that available to UK businesses. So it's just really, it's just a fantastic announcement, I think, and a significant announcement for the UK retail industry. Yeah. So what, when is that going to run from and how's it going to work? Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the, that's the whole point. So the, the announcement won't be made until the 8th of September at 11am. Yeah. And then after then, we'll be able to share a lot more detail on that. Okay. So I guess on this podcast, I wanted to let you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super exciting. We can say. And then I, obviously we would love everybody then to join Autumn Fair at home and sign on and obviously learn more about what that's going to look like. Yeah, that sounds great. And I'm glad, I mean, it is a tough retail climate. I mean, Mm -hmm. as we said, there's some people that has had an amazing, an amazing year, really. Yeah, Uh, but there are. The bigger guys are obviously struggling more, I feel. So we need, and they're needed too. Yeah, you know, there's lots of great stories out there. And whether you're bricks or clicks, you know, people have been changing what they're doing as businesses, diversifying. Mm. I think it's like anything. It's actually what we call our everyday customers um, have been doing very well. Yeah. But that was because people need needed stock now yeah so but then there's other markets you know like we said well-being that's that's going to be very big I think and continue to be very big Um, and like we were discussing earlier Rome you know at home people have been staying at home so therefore finishing things at home that they have they've maybe put off yeah so you know um I know we you know we can see from the likes of you know some of the the bigger homeware companies have been doing very well as well as the online boutique companies if they if they went suddenly to an online format Mm. and have been able to order from them yeah but I've had some I've spoken to some lovely retailers during this time small independents and you know they've shifted you know things like they've just really increased their social media they've ensured that you know they have a Facebook page they've been doing Facebook live videos so walking around their shops because they're shut yeah showing people they can order and buy stuff and they'll they'll do different focuses so um that was really interesting when I spoke to a lady and she was like I had to diversify I couldn't sit um at home when my store was laying there empty I can be in my store on my own yeah of course when you know obviously when lockdown lifted and she's she did these videos and you know would do very well people were placing orders via Facebook and saying I'd like to buy x amount please and then she would actually a lot goes into that because then she would actually have to wrap it up post it and send it yeah but she was like then I was actually trading before my online platform was ready yeah no that's great I bought stuff through Instagram similarly several times actually they would just showcase what they had and I'd be like okay I want that (laughs) yeah no no for sure I mean and I think obviously a lot more people were on social media over this time actually (laughs) um so you then some people were saying oh they actually there was non-stop deliveries to their houses (laughs) so I think the um the postmen probably weren't as happy as the rest of us when we were all at home and they were rushing around. Yeah, that was tough for them, probably. It was, it was tough for them. But, you know, it's it's really exciting. I think it, anybody that comes on to Awesome Fair at home, you know, I think the most important thing is it, this is going to feed into the first step in driving UK retail forward mm-hmm. and getting everybody ready for what's to come in 2021. Yeah. You know, we're still confidently planning for Spring Fair. The show's looking really, really good. Our customers are really excited. So as soon as Autumn Fair at Home happens, literally the next day, our full campaign will go full swing into Spring Fair 2021. I think we're all looking forward to Spring Fair 20. Yes, yes. Yeah, for sure. You know, we for will, sure. So it's quite exciting. We will miss the shows this year. 
But do you have to do like, I guess you don't even know what it will look like in the sense like you have to put extra measure in place probably still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the great thing about um, large venues like the NEC is they actually had a lot of things in place to begin with anyway, with regards to how many people you have at the venue. And I think that the the really big difference between maybe our events and other events, you know, we're an organised event. Yeah. So I think this has been discussed maybe before with other people. It's not like a football match where, you know, 80,000 people are turning up in one day that's that can be a slightly different for an organized event there's something that's like happening in the NEC there's lots of videos I think that you might have seen the NEC themselves that Paul Tandy has shared about the things that they're putting in place you know we are obviously putting a lot into place in in the sense of we are increasing our aisles our gangways yeah um, for social distancing measures um, stands will be of a minimum size to accommodate that as well. And we're speaking with our customers at the moment and, and working with them on the floor plan for that. Yeah. Because because of that, we need more space. So then the floor plan slightly changes. Yeah. But that's absolutely fine. For the size and scale of Spring Fair, it's absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing as well, with the retail shops now, now being open, mm. people are out shopping. Well, yes, they will feel much more comfortable come February, for sure. Absolutely. You know, people are out shopping now. I, I went to like an outlet a couple of weeks ago. People are out shopping and seemed very comfortable, which is great because that's what we want. We want the, the retailer community to boost and bounce back. Well, well, we need it. I mean, otherwise we're going to find that it's going to be difficult to find places to shop at. Yeah, you know, and our, our whole kind of, our whole campaign once Autumn Fair at Home has happened is is it's actually going to be hashtag refueling retail. Okay. That is our theme for, for our brands. And that's actually across our whole UK retail portfolio here at Hive. That that is what it's all about. It's hashtag refueling retail. That's exciting because we that's exactly what we need to do this year and beyond, I guess. Yes, yes, absolutely. So there's probably quite a few people listening to this podcast that has never exhibited at a show. So mm. I thought it'd be great to chat a little bit about you know it can be quite intimidating first of all to select what show and also like even contacting someone in the sales team can be intimidating yeah yeah so like why should someone exhibit at a trade show do you think um i mean i think I mean, it's a bit cliche but you know maybe maybe slightly changed now but i mean the art of selling hasn't really changed in hundreds of years mm-hmm. since you know or, or like when we have fruit and veg market stores yeah. you know nothing beats that face-to-face interaction mm-hmm. You know, it does engage all of the senses. It's, it's really fantastic as well if you want to br- build your brand and customer relationships. But the biggest thing I think about trade shows is people are giving up their time to come to an event. They want to be sold to. Yeah, well, yeah they're ready to be sold to. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, the, there's not another place or another meeting place where that happens, really, yeah. apart from trade shows. I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, is, you know, I would say is do your market research it's it's all about choosing the right event for you. Yeah, because they are a big investment when you first start out, aren't they? Absolutely. You know, and, and that's kind of, you know, anybody that we, I mean, we're very lucky. We have lots of inbound, you know, we get inbound inquiries because people see the autumn and spring fair advertising or marketing campaigns and want to be part of that. Or they visited the show. That's always a great thing to do sometimes. If you're thinking about a show, go and visit visit mm-hmm. it speak to other exhibitors that are there and ask for their feedback because actually you know we've all been in shows for many years people are really open and honest and will actually give you a helping hand or offer you advice yeah, they love very it. openly I feel if it's quiet I'll talk to anyone yeah 
For sure. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think the big thing sometimes is don't just focus on all like these big numbers. If somebody's saying, oh, we have this much, we have that much. It's the main thing is kind of know your audience and does it fall in line with your target market? Mm. You know, who it is that you actually want to reach. Yeah. I think that's the big thing sometimes that, you know, people may sometimes forget. And um, also look at who supports those events, the associations. Is it worth giving those a call? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest thing, and then I bring this up with a lot of people and you'll probably laugh at this is, you know, don't be swayed by discount. Yeah. It should be about the value of what that event is going, event is going to bring for you. Yeah. Don't just book the cheapest event. I, I do agree with that no. because you have to it's better that you do one show that is the right show for you than that you go to all the smaller trade shows where you might not get to see the kind of buyers you want to see exactly and I mean that all comes with as well I think it's setting up yourself objectives mm-hmm. you know so know why you're doing the show yep. And be specific with your objectives and how you're going to measure them. And if you do have anybody working with you and you're lucky to do that, let them know what it is that you'd really like to get from it. I mean, something that we've all spoken about for a long time is, you know, is ROI. So what's the return on your investment? But also a big thing now is, you know, ROT. So what's your return on time? Yeah. So it's, I think the biggest thing is just being really realistic about what you expect from get to get from that. Because if you're going to have five days out of the office, what is it you're expecting to get back from your time there? You know, so have have your objectives written out so is it that you want to secure so many sales leads or you know is it that you want to meet existing customers or that you want to actually add a hundred prospects to your database you know but make sure everybody that's on your stand knows what your objectives are for the time that you're there it's really good i think we're not naturally because you go and a lot of people book a trade show and they say, well, I'm just going to go and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. But, but then you can be a bit disappointed because you, you didn't put, I mean, only by putting some sort of goals, even if it's a wild guess, I think, otherwise you get, you set yourself up for disappointment yeah. no matter what. Yeah, I think as well. And if you have a business already and it's a young business, you've already probably set what your business objectives are. So it's yeah. no different to setting them what would be my goals and objectives for, for this show. You know, because mm. a big part of it is like you just said they're budgeting right you know what I always say to most customers and when I used to speak to brand new brands and I you know encourage my team to do this all the time is allow at least twice the cost of the stand mm-hmm. of the stand space for the overall budget so you might book the stand of whatever the stand cost with the exhibition organizer then as you know Teresa, you've got to think about travel accommodation meals and drink you know time out of the office additional support and then also things like you know electrics lighting graphics if that's what you want to do so it's really yeah. thinking about that and a big thing that I, I always encourage as well, and I think what works really well, is if you're booking a space, mark out your space at home or in your office. I love that. I, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've always said to people, you know, literally, if you need to get tape, put it out on the floor, mark that mm-hmm. space out so you can really see, right, what does that space look like to me? Because it's, you know, as you're probably not surprised when people turn up, they think, this is not what I've booked. And it's, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that is the size of, you know, eight square meters or, or whatever it may be. So I think that really helps. I, I would take it even one step further and dress it with completely and take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, great planning. I mean, I think as well, uh, I mean, a lot of people, is it about your branding? Is, is really thinking about mm. your brand, who you are and what you, and what you want to get across. And even silly yeah. things like just ensuring things are at eye level. So making yeah. them stand open and engaging. So you want people just to walk on and talk to you. I guess it's, mm. we all have that feeling, you know, when you go into a shop sometimes or a store and somebody might straight away go, can I help you? And, yeah. and it's very British of people. You're like, no, I'm okay, thank you. 
I, I think that's, you know, you want to you wanna have something that will be an eye draw that actually so naturally they will walk on and, and do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, not making it too closed off or too intimidating and, and anything. I mean, there's yeah. so many things to think there's about. There's so many things. I mean, you know, what I say, it's your it's your brand. It's your shop window. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, think about what you would enjoy yourself if you were walking around, which is why it's so good to measure out the space, like you said. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the strong branding is, is such a big part of it. And also, you know, you might want to think, you know, visual merchandising, you know, depending on what mm-hmm. the product is that you're, you're offering, are you going to have some visual merchandising there that people could actually just lift that up and they could see that in their store? And a big thing I think that some people forget is body language and engagement. Yes. Um, yeah, is it, absolutely. Yeah, it's a really big part. And so sometimes, yeah, it's, it's always good if you are there with somebody else to keep each other you know, teed up, excited, and you know the, the old old school thing of you know sitting there with your arms crossed. Well, probably people aren't going to want to approach you. Yeah, like don't bring your laptop onto the staff. No, and yeah, you shouldn't be sitting there unless with your you absolutely have to for looking up something, or you have a really important email coming in. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Um, it's just like anything because if somebody's looking down, they're just not. You just don't feel that as engaged with you when you're speaking to them. I I think as well, it's like top tips and how I used to speak to people or how I do speak to people is, you know, what you need to have prepared are really big things. So, you know, pricing of your products and factors to consider, you know, how long do your products take to make, you know, on, on average minutes, hours, your materials is your packaging. Is it in-house or is it outsourced trade price for retailers? You know, what does that look like for you? I mean, we kind of know a lot of the time, uh, on average, a lot of it would be you'd add 40% plus, but that wouldn't be the same on other items. It really depends on the category a bit Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yes, definitely have your pricing worked out. The pricing out. worked out, but yeah, you'd be really surprised. Sometimes people just may not think of that because they're so excited and they may have such a fantastic product and they're, they're so excited about being at a show that they may not have thought about that beforehand. Yeah, but you, as I would say also, you know, talking about, you know, when you're booking your stand, because you are going to have to speak to a salesperson from the show but you like yourself you know you you've spoken to so many shopkeepers and brands and new exhibitors so like you guys know lots of things so don't be intimidated by your whoever is trying to sell you the space like use your experience yeah i mean essentially you know we're here to help consult and be partners with brands that's the whole point you know we we want the shows to work for people as much as possible because we want to continue that partnership going Mm. forward and that's the thing you know when booking a space you know, uh, people may think it's cliche again, but really the earlier, the better, you know, you know, you'll have a better choice of location. You'll Mm -hmm. have more time to prepare and plan. So not just your stand, but also stuff that you're going to do before, like marketing, social media. And then really you can take advantage of everything that's included in that price. So a lot of the time when you book a stand, you know, we have exhibitor marketing packages and that's things that, you know, your catalog, your online listings, you can go into other marketing material. It just, it just ensures that you could be included in some of the media campaigns. Actually with your first show, I think, you know, I'd never think, you know, 
a brand should never wait until last minute, especially if it's your first show, because you're never going to have thought about all the things you need to think about. No, there, there is a lot. You know, you, you can't rely on solely on passing traffic. You know, no, I'd say no, to people, no. you're likely to, you know, to fail then. You know, as I say, it's, you know, engage with the organizer's website. If they've got an app, make sure that you've got everything up to date on there. You know, add mm. product images, use media to create your, you know, the buzz. You know, submit press releases highlight how new you are and your images to your um, I always find that whenever I've submitted images you know for the social media yes yeah I I don't know if lots of brands don't bother because like I've always managed to like get something featured if you've done it early enough yeah I mean our marketing team send out lots of emails you know as a call to action to say please send us images of your products like they they beg for imagery please send us the products that you're going to be showcasing at the show and you're surprised how much then I will speak to the team and say guys could you please contact your customers we haven't had enough people submitting images and it's for yeah. free yeah <laughs> you'll actually be spoken about you could be on one of our bigger campaigns that we could go out to our entire visprom and your product could be featured on there so it yeah it, it is crazy and a lot of time actually it is the smaller or newer businesses that take advantage which is fantastic and that's how they get noticed mm-hmm. um I think a big thing with that when you are submitting images though and to think about a lot of the time is if you do product images but then also have lifestyle shots yeah because they're really usable as you probably know in a marketing campaign so if there's some yeah. kind of lifestyle aspect to it we can use those and and that will be the same you know working with any events company i believe yeah i'm sure i think always take advantage of all the free stuff yeah. that is not you know that, that are included in your package <laughs> yeah and again that goes back to like speaking to your account manager and using absolutely building that relationship too is really important i think yeah i mean and you probably don't because it's really exciting when you finally get to meet your account manager on site if you haven't met them before or they hadn't met you somewhere mm. else um, and it's building that relationship and then feeding back oh this has worked really well for me but actually next time i would have considered this and then vice mm-hmm. versa they can say oh i can see you took my advice on it have you tried yeah. have you looked at such and such a stand they've actually done this and it's just yep. about bouncing ideas off each other uh, absolutely and as you said as well it's not all about the five days at the show no it's a lot before but it's also a lot after it is afterwards for sure I mean I mean that all kind of come back to as I was saying was that objective setting so you know yeah. it's post-show I mean, what I would say we do this is you, you debrief immediately, you know, what yep. worked, what could have been done better, you know, your must, your, you know, your must haves, your loves to haves, those type of and things. Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> Absolutely. You will have then until the next show. Yeah. I mean, I've loved my customers that know exactly what they've done each day, year on year, what they've done for the month after they know their percentages, all of this is fantastic. You know, follow up yeah. on your leads and contact straight away. These are people that have just met you and saw your beautiful product, you know, track wow. your leads because as we know, they may not buy immediately they might do it a couple of months down the line yeah and i think that happens more and more it does. you know it, it's not you cannot measure if a show has been successful purely on what you take at the show anymore no it's, it's for sure it's, it's the next weeks months after that you know we have people yeah. that exhibit at both of our events you know spring and autumn most of most of our customers do and they might meet somebody at spring but actually it'll be at autumn fair they place that order with yeah, and vice absolutely. versa or it could be a t- couple of months later or they might place a small order and and then suddenly then they'll rec- become a return customer and start ordering from you more. Because actually they want to yeah. see what you're like to work with as a business. How good are your lead times, you know, delivery, your packaging, all of that. It's all about their customer engagement with you too. So true. I think in the end of the day, you know, you, I think it's quite logical, you know, like we, we want to do 
treat people and think about the things that our visitors would like to see <laughs> but Absolutely. it is really hard to think about everything it is so I mean uh, I'd 100% do lists and what I'd say you know if anybody has any questions that's listening to this I'm absolutely happy for them to contact me via email so I'm sure if my details are on this at the end and then I can either speak with them directly or I'll put them in in contact with the, the person on my team I mean we have guys that head up the sectors so they have the most knowledge and background on each of the individual sectors yeah. they work on so they can really help them with that and that's absolutely not a problem yeah and I think that's like how you start dipping your toes into maybe think about exhibiting I mean there is areas for newbies aren't there yeah so I mean we do have areas for new customers and um, we have depending on which sector they're in but in our gift section we have a design first section that they are mm-hmm. smaller stands that are ready in a package and you know with that you, you get additional advert you know, additional coverage and advertising. I mean, we always mm. massively push new every year. You know, when, when yeah. we have our post-show reports and, and visitors say what were they what they were looking for, you know, it's always 90% are looking for new. Yeah. So we always do quite big campaigns on what's new at the show this year, what new products are out. And especially our newcomer areas as well, we try and make sure that we put them in high traffic areas. So whether they're near one of our, you know, content theatres or one of the link ways that are maybe going into one of the other halls. Also mm-hmm. next to some of our bigger brands, because we know that they're yeah. going to see greats and passes traffic from that too so yeah we do offer packages for that we, you know we, we do have how-to guys you know build up breakdown we try and ensure when a new customer signs on now we do actually have a customer success team that they can call some of our new exhibitors and talk them through even it's just literally talking them step by step on how to upload images on their online profile and what to do but oh, also the team are there to do that as well so you know yeah. we have got people to help with that that's good that's really nice and I, I I think exciting to do your first show but it's also so scary so it's nice that you know you can pick up the actual phone yeah it is help. and I think as well actually when we do have the newcomer areas if people are happy to be together that's really nice too because they're all yeah, new together helpful. and they create some great bond bonds and friendships and business yeah. you know peers and we've had that before so we've, we started these a few years ago and now we have those customers are exhibiting in their own right in you know within the rest of the show and they're like oh I want to be next to such and such because we're really good friends now <laughs> and yeah. they've met them and now they like to exhibit together because they're at the show together for a week together so that's quite nice yeah absolutely it's a good show actually time to catch up with friends and yeah people in the industry and you can learn so much from each other too yeah and that's who you do learn you learn from your peers your colleagues and as I said as long as you engage that's the biggest thing I can say is if you engage as much with with the show itself as well the team can share so much information with you but people that have been exhibiting for years as well have those tips that are absolutely fantastic and it could just be that one thing that could actually change an event for you absolutely so before I let you go can you give us like going back to Autumn Farad home Mm -hmm. since that's so soon it is what would be your top tip if are you still signing people? It's starting next week. It is, yeah. So it's next week. So what do I say? So we go live next week. I would 100% get signed up now. So you'll receive yeah. all the information that you need. Also have a look then of, 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 of the up now will be the seminar sessions, how, what will be running across the two days. So uh-huh. really almost like how you would plan with before you go to an event. Do the exact yeah. same with Autumn Fair at home. Plan yeah. your day and what you'd like to do and see. The great thing is the content will be up there for later too. But what I would do is nothing like, I think it's more exciting if you're on a live event with other retailers as well. It feels like you're more part of the community. Um, and then obviously our biggest announcement, as I said, will be from our partnership with the UK government, which will be at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Yeah, 
definitely look out for that. And I guess if you are exhibiting, what are you saying to your exhibitors? Are you saying to them to kind of keep their diaries clear so that they can be really quick and responsive during the show? What advice? Yeah, I think a lot of our exhibitors are actually going to log on as well. And we haven't encouraged them to do that, especially as we have some live Q&A and we'll also have some polling going on as well. So there'll be like polling questions and people can vote yes or no, what they like, what they don't like. Um, So we've really encouraged all of our exhibitors to be ready. Um, You know, they're very excited. And I think you'll see that, especially when you look at those videos that people have submitted. It's been absolutely fantastic looking at those product showcases. Yeah, I'm excited about the videos. Yeah, and they're just long enough. It's just enough for you to get that taste and feel of what's really exciting about their new lines that are coming out. And what comes across is how much they love what they do too. So again, it's that interaction you buy from people. Yeah. Um, And I think that's so key this year, more so than ever before, since we can't meet. No, for sure. So if people want to get involved, say in Spring Fair, or they want to get some advice of to start exploring trade shows, um, what should they do? Like, do they go onto the website? What do they do? Yeah, so the easiest thing, they can they can go onto springfair.com now and you can actually just say register interest in regards to exhibiting. Yeah. Um, you'll fill out a form of your details and that comes straight through to me and my team. Yeah. And then somebody then will always give you a call. You might get an automated email that says thank you, but we always like to call to find out what they're doing. What is it about their business? What What is their brand? What types of products do they have to really understand is the show right for them? Yeah. And I guess you they have the benefit. If you're thinking about Spring Fair, I would register for like, you know, to look at Autumn Fair at home just to get a yeah. bit of a feel for, for it. Yeah. And they can now look at potentially who their competitors would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Sign up for Autumn Fair at home. Have a look at what, what's going to be going on for the two days there. And then any information or details that you'd like, obviously my details will hopefully be available from this podcast. Contact me directly yeah i can put them in the show notes and everything and then or if not just go directly onto springfair.com and you can log your details there and then one of my team will be in contact that is absolutely amazing thank you so much for taking part in this podcast and coming on and sharing i know you must be so busy (laughs) with no it's been brilliant and it's been great to talk to you and yeah and hopefully we'll do more of them in the future maybe around trends and things like that and some of the team could come on and do that i would absolutely love that because like, you guys know so much about what's happening I w- that will be so helpful for everyone yeah no that would be great i'd absolutely love that perfect thank you so much thank you trace thank you so much jessica for tuning in that's so great that you could find time the week before this big event to to come and speak with us and share your experience and your all your knowledge and i'm so excited to tune in and on the 8th of september at 11 a.m about what is going to happen for the retail bounce back plan and how spring and autumn fair are going to be involved in that so i'm super excited to hear what that means for our industry and how people can get involved so thank you so much for sharing that news thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you to all of you who are listening of course without you there would be no podcast if you do enjoy this podcast of course go ahead and subscribe as 
that means that you won't miss any future episodes. But also, one thing that really helps the podcast grow is if you can take a moment to rate and review the podcast, especially over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, because it really, really, really helps me and my little business. So, so I would be so thankful. There will still be a couple of episodes in the season, so and then season three will come to an end. It's been a brilliant season for me personally. On a personal level, it's really helped me to hear all these positive stories about businesses that are actually doing okay or even thriving in these challenging times. And I um, have really enjoyed hearing what is happening out there in the country. So thank you very much for tuning into this rather long season and uh, the podcast will uh, take a little break after the last two episodes and then it will be back in October and I'm actually already recording season four which I'm very excited about but yeah as I said two more episodes this season and then we're done for season three so thank you so much for listening to Let's Talk Shop I can't wait for what's next to come And I will be back very, very soon. Until then, have a really, really good week and a good weekend if you are tuning in on the day that this is published. Thank you.